Here we go. Welcome to the Quality Living Show with peaceful support. Here on Quality Living, this show, Quality Living, is exactly that a quality moment to talk with you, our listeners, and with our guests here in the community. We often see people for a brief moment in passing or for a sentence or two at Fred Myers. And as much quality as that brings to us, sometimes it's really nice to hear a little bit more about what they have to say and just have a moment to tune in and listen to our guest speaker today, a master gardener with Curry County, Julia Bott. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for finding time to be able to be here because that is quite difficult some days. Everybody's response is they don't have time. However, we do. We do. It's good to have time and make time for things that are important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So with Curry County Master Gardener Program, how, how did that come to you? So Curry County Master Gardener Program is a part of OSU Extension Service. OSU? Oregon State University. Okay. And they are a land-grant university, and so they have programs in all counties that help both the agricultural community and the individuals in the community with their horticultural needs. They run 4-H. They have master food preservers. They run the um, SNAP Hero program. There's a lot of programs that they run to primarily help people with their sustainable lives, to have a sustainable lifestyle, a happy lifestyle, to be living, as you're going to be talking about later. How do you live in a way that is good and set perfect for you, but also embodies all the good things that peaceful living has to offer? Absolutely. So. I moved here in 2017, and I, previous to that, had been involved in volunteer activities for almost 50 years. Oh. Um, so, and sometimes that was uh, as a professional, mm-hmm. uh, managing volunteers, mm-hmm. and other times it was as a volunteer. Okay. So I was looking for a way to engage in the community when I moved up here. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at the Master Gardener program, and Master Gardener is a bit of a misnomer. You don't have to be an excellent gardener to be a master gardener. Our correct term is actually master gardener volunteer. Okay. And that's the key part of what master gardeners do. They volunteer to help our community with their sustainable gardening needs. Mm -hmm. And so that was right up my alley Mm because I also love to garden. Mm -hmm. And um, so now I have been involved in the organization since 2018. Okay. And for the next four months, I will be actually a staff with the Curry County Master Gardener Program, their education program assistant, and with the specific purpose to recruit and register people for our upcoming 2024 class, and then I'll be running the class. Okay, okay, so you'll be the teacher. Well, there'll be other teachers. I'll be facilitating the class. The facilitator for, yeah. the te- for the class. Yeah, we bring in lots of different resources. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Curry County Master Gardener 2024 class will be a hybrid model. Mm-hmm. There are some online activities, modules that people study, some reading that they're given mm-hmm. that they can do at home and at their own pace. And then um, on selected Saturdays between January 13th and March 16th, we have in-person trainings, hand-on, hands-on trainings, mm-hmm. um, so that you get to 
be able to get a little bit more in-depth in what you're learning, feel more comfortable with it, so that when you go to help people with their plant questions, Mm -hmm. you're comfortable providing that information. That makes sense. Yes. Very beautiful. And can anybody participate in this course? So anybody can participate in this course. Really, the key component that you need is to be willing to volunteer in the community. We have a lot of behind-the-scenes opportunities, so if you're not comfortable being around a lot of people, we can still find a great place for you to give back to the community and help the organization. There is a fee. It is a $150 fee. 50 of it that is refunded after you complete the 40 hours of service learning that's a part of the class. Because in addition to the six weeks of online modules and in-person trainings, mm-hmm. starting from mid-March to the end of October, the students are required to have 40 hours of service in-service learning. So basically, that's where they're becoming trainee as trainees. They're becoming really comfortable helping the community with their sustainable gardening needs. And they're always paired with other master gardeners so that they're learning as well as doing at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anybody can be one. At all ages, all pretty ages, much. Pretty much. Yeah, usually it's adults. Okay. Um, but if there were, we don't have a youth master gardener program like mm-hmm. we had in the past. Okay. Um, but if there were students in high school age, I think we could probably figure out a way to incorporate them. That sounds Um, fun. Yes. And then throughout the year, anybody can engage with the Curry County Master Gardeners through um, asking us questions at our plant clinics. Sometimes we also have volunteer days. Plant clinics. Where are these at? So plant clinics are sometimes held um, at locations like in front of Fred Meyer's store. Uh, we did them at Chet's when the Chet's was still around. Uh-huh. Um, we have we do them at our uh, main office at Extension in Gold Beach at the fairgrounds. Okay. Um, o- Oregon State University's Extension office is located there. Uh, sometimes we go up to Port Orford and do them in front of the library or at the food co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, and which is used the most, is a virtual plant clinic. People can call us or they can email us their questions with pictures, and that's really the best way uh-huh. because we can then email them resources back uh-huh. that they can use to help solve whatever their plant problem is. And the um, email for that, if people are, have any plant questions, is currymg at oregonstate.edu. Pretty simple, currymg at oregonstate.edu. And that is for the plant clinic. That's for the plant clinic. That can also get to me. I'm okay. monitoring those emails right now. So if people have any questions about the class, about master gardeners, um, how to participate um, just on some of our work days and not become a full-fledged master gardener volunteer, I can help them with all those questions. Okay. And these are some ways that we would consider, that we would that we would hear at Quality Living would definitely would say that these are ways to activate quality living into your world. If you're wondering, listeners, about, you know, how do I get more active? What are some things to do? How do I improve the quality of my plants? You know, there's this plant clinic here at that Julia can be reached at. And it is currymg at oregonstate.edu. Perfect. And I'm Julia Bott, a, Cur- a Curry County Master Gardener volunteer. Beautiful. So we are thrilled to have this opportunity here in 2024 
for people for all of us to participate with. We like to ask on this show, what does the word living mean to you? So I could give you a scientific answer. Okay. It's the biotic part of the world, and there's the abiotic part of the world. When we're looking at a plant problem, we look to see if it's biotic, like within the physiology of the plant, or abiotic, some other external circumstance affecting it. Um, so there's a lot of ways to define living, isn't there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, but living really is what your garden is doing. Mm -hmm. That's Gardens are living, thriving, vi vibrating parts of our community. And it's amazing how many people have relationships because of gardens, just people walking by your garden and saying, oh, that's a beautiful flower. Mm -hmm. Or the zucchini that you're stuffing in people's mailboxes at midnight because you have so <laughs> many. Um, or the apple pie I made today because someone gave me a bunch of apples from their garden. Mm -hmm. So we have all of these things that not really is a way of living. And we're living with other people. We're offering them an opportunity to enjoy something. Mm -hmm. And that brings us back joy. Mm -hmm. When someone compliments you, it makes a huge difference in how you feel. Mm -hmm. And when you know that someone else is happy because of something you gave them, that makes you feel good, too. So that's living to me. Is I mean, it kind of comes down to feeling good. Not right. that you always feel good. Right. But it, you know, living is doing good in the community. Beautiful. Beautiful. We are so appreciative because all those gifts of gratitude, they, they really do. They keep on giving. Yes. Mm -hmm. They nice. do. Yes. Did did we get to talk about how you came to Brookings? So we didn't talk about how I came to Brookings, <laughs> um, but I think I follow a story that's kind of becoming common. Okay. I retired and moved here. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's happened with, the, I think there's a lot of in our community who, who mm -hmm. that's their story. Yeah. I mean, I was raised in Santa Monica on the beach, and although 101 wasn't quite proximate to us. It was still part of my life. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to um, San Francisco and Sonoma, where I went to school at San Francisco State and Sonoma State, mm -hmm. along 101, um, but still fairly close to the ocean. Then I moved to Point Arena, which is in coastal Mendocino County, oh. and lived there for a long time. Very, very similar to uh -huh. Curry County in terms of weather and in terms of the community sizes, mm -hmm. the distance between communities. Um, the rural character. Then I moved back down to San Mateo County for my professional life and lived there for 35 years. Oh, wow. Along the 101. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I retired, um, we do have some family that lives in Ashland, and we are coastal people, and mm -hmm. we're used to rural lifestyles, um, even though we lived in an urban area for professional purposes. Mm -hmm. So we chose to move back here, and this one's one of the places that we were looking at, and it was the one we chose. It, that is quite the story. Just felt the 101 calling and follow, follow, followed that lifeline all the way up. <laughs> yes, the 101 and the ocean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful. Do you get to go to Ashland much? Um, we do go to Ashland quite a lot, yes. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um. Beautiful. How with the Master Gardening, how is it that... You talk about volunteer hours. What are some professions that people would be able to go in the direction of? So some of our volunteer activities, 
we can, a lot of professional history that people have, or just something that really motivates them, even if they don't have training in them, Mm -hmm. they can learn. If they're motivated, they'll be a great volunteer. So we have a variety of volunteer um, opportunities. We volunteer in school gardens, Mm -hmm. um, and there's opportunities for people to volunteer there, either with the students or behind the scenes, just helping maintain those gardens Uh and helping prepare our educational activities. Mm -hmm. Currently, we're running six garden classes at Calmeopsis right now with second and fourth graders. Oh, wow. It's great. And we've actually reached out to other groups like the Lions and the Brooking Harbor Garden Club to get more volunteers um, to support us. And also, actually, someone from Coastal Hospice even Mm -hmm. is now volunteering with us. So we have a bunch of um, organizations working in the garden. And I think that's part of community, bringing in more people. Mm -hmm. It's not just us. Um, So we have our school garden opportunities. We have the plant clinics where people can talk, help people with their plant questions. We have educational outreach at tabling. We also sometimes um, we're distributing free seeds. The past few years, we've had these seed distributions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We write articles for newspapers, newsletters. We sometimes put on presentations at the library. Mm -hmm. One woman did this great presentation last year on how to save seeds. Okay. So those are all just a a small picture or slice Mm -hmm. of our garden activities. Nice. It, which school district did you say? So we work here with the Brookings Harbor School District, okay. mostly at Calmeopsis, but some with the Bridge Garden at the high school. We also work up at the Central School District in the Riley Creek School Garden. Mm. They have a very active school garden program there, mm-hmm. and we have volunteers there, and we have people who help teach classes there. And we periodically help a little bit with driftwood up in Port Orford. Mm-hmm. We are really trying to reach out and get more people from the North County so that we can mm-hmm. um, expand the amount of volunteers in that school district and also providing local information to the people of North County. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These are all very fun and exciting places. Where, where, how do you get the, so with volunteers, that's, I'm, I hear a majority of the nonprofits is, is Curry County Master Gardeners nonprofits? So the Curry County Master Gardeners, is, is affiliated with the Oregon State University Extension. Okay. We have a, a companion organization called the Curry County Master Gardener Association. That is a nonprofit. Okay. And we actually have this big project that we're working on right now up at, at the fairgrounds adjacent to the OSU Extension. And that is for our new demonstration greenhouse and learning gardens. We're so excited. We've raised more than 150000 for this project. It's going to be a 30 by 60 greenhouse with teaching area inside, as well as outdoor learning gardens. One of the problems that our organization has is that we don't really have a public place to do a lot of educational programming. Mm -hmm. And people learn by doing Mm -hmm. more than by listening, really. So we have these school gardens, but for student safety, we can't really bring the public in there. So we're so excited to have this opportunity we're hoping it's going to be open in May of 2024. Um, and these are a proven asset to Master Gardener programs across all of Oregon, um, the nation, in fact. We're one of the few counties that doesn't have one. And okay. we've been working since 2017 to oh, put it together. Wow. Um, you've heard this story before. COVID took, caused a pause. <laughs> um, but we're back at it. And <laughs> we just have a couple of hurdles to get, and we are going to be able to um, open this up, we hope, in May of 2024. 
and provide a lot of public education opportunities. Fantastic. This is this is very exciting. Yes, we're so excited by it. And that's living. I mean, that's being excited about something in the future. Oh, yeah. That is one thing that keeps you getting up every day. Mm-hmm. And as you said, people are really, really busy. But when you are looking forward to that, you are going to find the time to get that done. It's true. All of a sudden, all those, you know, couple of hours scrolling on the internet or fiddling with something turn into like, oh my gosh, I need to put this down and I need to get in the vehicle and I need to drive over to this location so that I can go and be a part of the Master Gardeners experience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it, it's really a wonderful thing. And most of the time, I mean, there, you know, there is some indoor stuff that happens um, and there's a lot of drudgery, you know, the bookkeeping kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm treasurer currently. Okay. Um, but most of the time you're outside. Uh-huh. Most of the time you're with living plants. Mm. It's, I mean, and you're with other people who are all wonderful people and share your love of gardening and have great senses of humor. And all sorts of other things come out of it because now we have a couple of hiking groups that, you know, we all go hiking together. Oh. There, a book club came out of one cohort of group, of class. They don't read gardening books, but now they have a, another way for engaging in things that make them happy. Mm. So we're, we're really well-rounded as master gardeners. That is so peaceful. That it, is a, just, yes, very well-rounded. Yeah. And oh. if you want to be if peaceful... Um, one of the most peaceful places there is is in a garden, especially early in the morning when the dew is on things or maybe when the sun is just shining bright on that one flower mm. and the bees are all real active. Um, there's a lot of action going on, but it's incredibly peaceful. It really is. And I, I've even found myself when I was extremely frustrated or upset or sad or any type of emotion that was taking over, I was able to go to the garden and just start at it. And it centered me and it brought me to that peaceful, that Zen state of mind where I could go back out into the world and I could handle whatever it was that was going on. Yes. And if you're, if you are full of frustration and anger, weeding Weeding can be very therapeutic. <laughs> it is so therapeutic. <laughs> it is. It's that, is, and that's something to volunteer for, you know, because some of us don't have time to do it. Realistically, they, you know, some of people with children or other jobs that are very tolling on them, you know, they want to be out there, but they just don't have the time. So, if you're a neighbor and you see that they need it done, just go ahead and just volunteer to do it. <laughs> exactly. Offer to do something and just. You know, when you look at gardens, sometimes you'll be overwhelmed by how much you think has to get done. So just focus on a corner. Mm-hmm. Just focus on one or two plants and take care of them. It's, you know, every day there's going to be more and more to do. Things will change. It's okay. Just do a little bit. And sit back for a moment and just look at it. Just take it all in. Um, that's, you know, that's living, just taking it all in. It, it is, and that's a real beautiful part about the whole gardening experience is it's creating an art piece. It is creating an art piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the Curry County Master Gardeners are really, we always talk about the art of gardening. Mm-hmm. Um, we're science-based, okay. and we're research-based in our answers, but there's also an art to it. Mm-hmm. There's not, and there's especially, there's not only always one way to do something. Um, so personally, 
I am a lot more accepting of weeds mm -hmm. than some other folks mm -hmm. because I know that there's all these microbes that are living on their roots and they still have some roles in the ecosystem. And they're nitrogen fixers. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And so they don't bug me. There's others who it really bugs them. Mm -hmm. So you figure out a, but a gardening technique that works for that person. Mm -hmm. Do you want something that's low maintenance but has a lot of zing? Do you, are you looking for a lot of food production or just some food production? So, like, I focus on just some food production in mm -hmm. my garden. I can grow a lot of a few things, and I always have those available to me. But there's a lot of things I can't grow, or I would grow one plant of all of them, and that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, but for some people, they do want to grow a, a bigger variety. That's fine, and we work to try to help them figure out what works for them. Exactly. And with with living, some reason this is coming up, and I'm just going to go ahead and go for it because it wants to speak, and it's been really prominent recently. With gardens and with living and with our process, I am a permaculture designer, and I'm also an end-of-life doula. And people say to me, Amanda, and you teach yoga, and you have a radio station, and you work at the Century 21 office. What are you doing? It's holistic. And the less we separate things, the more they become one, just like a garden. And so... It's it's the way we choose to live. And with the centering in with our gardens, uh, we had my nephew that's two and a half years old that drowned and passed away. And so we had his ashes and the front yard, we're thinking of what what do we do with it? How do we how do we transform it? And everybody has this level of grief that's happening so we we gave it to Tyrion. It's his garden, and we planted plants there, and the family all got together and were able to sprinkle the ashes there so that he is part of us and part of the garden. And it's not an edible garden, you know, but it is, it's a sense of beauty to sit and just have those precious moments and to make more fond memories. And gardens can be so unique and so special and different for each one of us, and... So Just the work, like we are as people. We are, we are. And the work that you do is is so honored to be able to give this training and education to people, and it's very much appreciated. Yes, well, thank you. And so you totally understand as a permaculture designer that it, you that's why you try to fit it to a lifestyle that works for you. It shouldn't be, gardening shouldn't be a burden. Um, it should provide you something. And, you know, there is no shame in not having a vegetable garden. And there's also no shame in only growing vegetables. <laughs> there, you know, it's what you want to grow. Or that flowers. Matters. Yeah. So if you want to grow flowers, great. And, you know, you <laughs> might. So, you know, I'm also a native plant aficionado or, um, and with the, uh, the local native, the Native Plant Society of Oregon, NPSO. And I like natives partially because they're also really low maintenance. Right. But if you like dahlias... And you like roses, and you can keep the deer from your roses, go for it. If that makes you happy, it, there's no, it, you know, there isn't a, there isn't a, stand, a judgment when it's coming to gardening. Mm -hmm. You know, the judgment is, wow, you've done something great. Exactly, exactly. Yep, to let it bloom and transform. And, you know, at the end of the year, they do the deadheading, and they do all the fun things to keep it, you know, to to transform into whatever it will be next year. Yes, I uh, have a joke, a little funny story, because uh, <laughs> we recently taught the fourth graders 
at Calmeopsis to start How to Deadhead. Okay. And I made this funny joke about how we weren't a group that followed a, a rock band around. <laughs> Jerry Garcia? Yeah. And this one girl said, oh, my grandfather listens to them. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, we all felt very old, but okay. <laughs> so. How exciting. I, I, it comes to me every time I hear it. Right. <laughs> because that's what happens when... <laughs> yes, yeah, so every time I want to talk about begonians, I want to put scarlet before them. <laughs> right, some sugar magnolias come out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's, that's you know, the beauty of, of the garden is it's, it really is cellular memory. Yes, and, and both for the plants and for us. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All yes. is one. Yes, and... You know, there's so many, there's, you know, and, and you, the thing about, so an end of life doula, the, the other thing in gardens is some plants, I mean, plants die. You mm-hmm. know, it happens all the time, uh, annuals on a cycle, <laughs> perennials for a variety of reasons. Um, and sometimes a plant sort of is at the end of its life. And I just look at people and I go, it's not murder, it's compost. Pull it out, throw it put it in your compost pile, you know. It's true. It's yeah. true. Just like our animals, they're at their end. They're ready to go. We we uh, facilitate it. Not only do we allow it, it's encouraged. And same with the garden. Like, just let, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. And same with our elders. They get, with here in Oregon, thankfully, we have end-of-life choices. And they get to go. If they, they want to be done, they will show signs that they're done. Yes. <laughs> they will... Just like a plant, some of our elders can't speak. And so we get to be those ones that speak for them and say, hey, they are serious. Right. <laughs> they are ready to go. Yes. Put them in the compost. <laughs> but as you were talking about your nephew, and, and also, so sometimes there's a lot of sentiment, sentimentality, or plants are very sentimental to people. And that is one of the first questions I will ask at a plant cl- when someone comes to plant clinic oh. with a plant problem. Uh-huh. Like, how important is this plant to you? Yeah. And they'll go, you know, I have a Christmas cactus right now that I got from my mother-in-law 35 years ago. Wow. So I want to keep that plant alive. Yes, or this was this was a plant we planted when, you know, someone in the family died, or this was given to me and to remember them after they passed on. That's a plant we're going to work to save. Right. You know, we're going to try every possible thing to save that Scientifically. plant. Scientifically. Yeah. If this is, you know, a crocosmia that someone gave you a bunch of ones, you know, mm-hmm. crocosmias are kind of the garden thugs that aren't that, they're pretty. They do have some pollinator purposes, <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, then, and they're not doing well. Well, maybe, and, you know, you don't really want them. What would you rather have in that place right. in your garden? Yeah. And we can approach it that way. But th- so that's the first question. How important is this plant to you? That's really kind. That's super important. Yeah. Yeah. So, in, you know, that brings them peace. Yes. Like, sort of peaceful, bringing it back to the peaceful living. Absolutely. Of how, how, where to go from there, of how to interact with the plant. Like how in depth are we going with it? That's beautiful. Yeah. And so you did say to us that it's from May until October, the Master Gardener's course at the... Yeah, so the actual course is going to start on January 13th. It'll be our first in-person day and run until March 16th, which will be the graduation from the online modules and in-person trainings. Then we have a, it's a, the second part of the course is 40 hours of service learning or 40 hours of volunteering to help the community. And that needs to be c- completed from March 17th to October 31st. And okay. 40 hours sounds like a lot, 
but it's really not that much. It can get done very quickly and Mm -hmm. with a lot of fun. And you can get some volunteers, overachievers, I don't know who I'm speaking about, but who have had, you know, like 600 volunteer hours this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I love it. You know, this is my life. And I uh, mostly, most a lot of my volunteering is helping other people do their volunteer activities. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm even expanding it out. We love volunteers. We love all the work that we do. We thank all of our volunteers at KCIW. And thank you so much, Julia, for having having time today. Sure. Well, we ha- ask people to look up the Curry County Master Gardener Program. Yes, please. And give them the website one more time. It's um, Well, the website is extension.oregonstate.edu slash mg slash curry. But I think you could just Google Curry County Master Gardeners and get to us. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.